0: Hi, welcome back to paperback besties where we are besties who like to read and like to talk about it i'm rachel and i'm callen and today we are celebrating the holidays yay, yay! Happy holidays! <laughs> we have read some holiday romances and we are going to break them down into book reports that you might have done when you were in second grade the spicy the sweet all of it and everything in between and everything in between now, I took um, all of my books from Kindle Unlimited.
1: I didn't do any books that are not on Kindle Unlimited for these reports.
0: Yeah, I, I did that as well. Yeah. Okay. So Ooh. if
1: you have Kindle Unlimited, then you have access to all of these books. And we each did four. So you have eight recommendations or maybe non-recommendations, depending on how the book reports <laughs> go.
0: Even if we might not have liked it, it sounds good for you. That's okay. We will not judge. Yes. I tried to make mine as spoiler-free as I could, just in case any listeners wanted to read any of these, but maybe I dropped something here or there. I did not do that. I mean, it's a romance. <laughs> we all know what's going to happen. So, <laughs> Well, some of, one of
1: them that I read, and I have not told you about this book yet. I just told you that I read a book that's completely ridiculous. Feel, I mean, obviously, there's an audience for this book because the book is, exists and is published and has readers, but it's just so bananas to me that I... I spoil the whole thing and I think most most of mine are pretty spoilery but I will warn at the beginning of my spoilers if anyone is Mm -hmm. interested in reading these books so they could fast forward a little bit past
0: my review. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. I also have I wrote down some recommendations books that I've read in the past too that I didn't book report on. Well, that's fun first off happy holidays everybody this is not the first but one of the first recordings that we are actually recording and then i'm editing and then releasing all within the same week so thank you for listening please give us five stars on spotify we appreciate it we We just do this in our spare time (laughs) so happy holidays happy hanukkah merry christmas happy christmica that's what we do in my house Uh, happy kwanzaa happy nothing at all if you don't celebrate that's cool too happy yule which i want to get into happy december happy december and
1: everything that goes along with it it's a wonderful time of year
0: happy new year happy doing absolutely nothing at work this time of year go for it yep two things that i just want to point out before we get started one so it was my birthday on monday and i 15 minutes before i sat down to record i got my gift from my friend Rachel not this Rachel other Rachel Rachel look what it is (gasps) it is a paperback besties Stanley oh my god I know it's awesome I'm so pumped about it so thank you Rachel thank you Rachel that's a lovely Mm -hmm. gift oh my god so special I don't know who she got it from but hey paperback besties merch maybe one day wow yeah because we always have our (laughs) Stanley cups on the show yeah another shout out You can agree with this. I have my Lost Petal Pottery mug. Yeah. We're not affiliated or sponsored by her, but check out Lost Petal Pottery on Instagram. Um, She is amazing for all. I know on this podcast, we mainly do fantasy, dark academia. It fits the vibe. Yes. She's very witchy, spooky, like very cool style. Her aesthetic is completely amazing. I want everything. I missed Uh out on the book witch mug, but... I didn't. I had it in my cart, but she always does. I didn't get it. (laughs) And it's my
1: fault because she's so talented and I want to buy everything, but because she's talented and she's a small business, her prices are like a little high, which is okay. But she always releases on like a Wednesday before I get paid and I'm broke. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So for the past like three shop
0: drops, I've been like having stuff in my cart and I like look at my bank statement and I'm like but it's okay next time next shop drop but yeah she's a small business there is still time she just did a shop drop so she has limited stuff but if you're still listening please go support lost petal pottery Stop small she still has planters and some mugs okay okay (laughs) not sponsored at all i don't even think she listens to the podcast but if she does if she
1: does (laughs) thank you tori She's very cool. She goes, like, above and beyond for people. So that's the kind of thing that you only get with a small business. Right. So shop small. There's still time. There's a cat in this room. So if if he emerges, I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) Back to Christmas recommendations. Okay. So I have my favorites, mid, and no. Okay. Okay. So favorites, One Day in December by Josie Silver yes I, I read this that. in 2019 i remember there was no spice but i remember i really liked it but also that was like was four years ago mm-hmm. where are we so i mean who knows but i really really liked it i have read that book twice
1: i read it okay probably around 2019 2020 and i read it last year or the year before does
0: 2020? it hold up it holds up. Okay, great. I think the
1: plot in itself is a little like weird because the girl is essentially love at first sight with a boy who ends up being her best friend's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So that's like a little weird. But I think the writing style is very beautiful, and it's it's a really good story.
0: So mm-hmm. I I think it holds up. Okay, I I meant to reread it, but I didn't get the chance. So maybe it's not super like Christmassy. It's just very winter vibes right it's winter vibes yes. okay yeah it's, so you please- could read it in january and still okay. it would be good maybe i will um i know you've read this one i reread this one this year faking christmas by cindy Steele. it's the one with the two english teachers is that the one where they go to like a lodge with yes her family and yes. it's his family's lodge yes i know not spicy i just thought it was so cute yep i gave it five stars too i really like yeah. that one the first time i read it i gave it four stars but I remembered it from last year. So I was like, okay, let me read it. I'm like, oh, this is an easy five star. I yeah. think about that book a lot, actually. Like, when I think about Christmas books, I'm like, oh, yeah, the
1: one where they were at the lodge. And there's like a scene where they're like in the lodge and he kind of like pushes her up against a wall. With their, with their parents and then mm-hmm. kind of like faking dating and stuff and he's like like they fake that they were just kissing and like i think about that scene a lot no. <laughs> i don't
0: know why <laughs> and i and i like i like and i'll talk about this later too because i read a few where family dynamics just took over and i did not like that at all but there is she's there with her family but it didn't overpower the romance aspect of it so i really like that one it's on kindle unlimited highly recommend it Mm-hmm. next is holiday romance by katherine walsh you read that one last year too yes i meant to reread it this year i didn't get the chance but i do remember that i absolutely loved it i think i bought that on kindle so i have it it's not I on bu- kindle unlimited right i think i bought that too but it was like a dollar when i bought yeah. it yeah she came out with a new one that you just read so in my books mid i have snowed in By Catherine Walsh. So actually, I just found out that the two characters from Holiday Romance were in this book. Oh. So they were like the brother and sister or the brother and sister-in-law or something. Can I say, I don't really like when books do that. No, me neither. I feel like a lot of like, especially rom-com
1: series do that. So there's actually a series that I really like, Love Light Farms.
0: Oh, I read that. That's my... Oh, I should have added that to my mid because I gave it, like, a three star. You gave it three stars. I think I gave it five stars. I really liked it. I don't remember it at all. It was a series of
1: four books, and there's a new one coming out in June. Hmm. But it's, like, essentially about this girl who owns a Christmas tree farm, or she bought a Christmas tree farm. She's trying to, like, revamp it and make it magical again because it was, like, run down. So it's the girl. And then, so her story is the first book. And then she has, like, a friend who is the baker who's giving, like, Suki from Gilmore Girls, like, the there's the kooky baker friend, and then the guy who runs the farm himself, who's just, like, kind of this hot, rugged guy. And he's... The, they're all just friends. And then, so there's three books, and each one of them is their love story. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth one is the guy... Somebody's sister. And I don't really know if I like that that much, because... Mm-hmm. Especially when it's, like spicy yeah it's weird for me to be like reading that about the sister who in the first book was like 17 mm-hmm. acting like she's like 17 I don't know how she goes but I don't know I don't really like when books do that where it's like the it's a new character and then those characters are like in the background and it's like but I grew attached to those characters and I liked them yeah that's a long tangent on a, a minor topic but I think that's mm-hmm. a trend that's around and I don't I'm not a huge fan
0: it, yeah it's very popular especially in the Kindle Unlimited world, but I absolutely love the off-campus series by L. Kennedy. This is not Christmas. This is just spicy hockey romance. It was like the first one I read, and Garrett Graham is still to this day my book boyfriend. But she takes like all the friends on the hockey team, and they each have their own books, and I love it. I don't like the second one. I think they're boring. The third one, amazing. And I actually don't think I've read the fourth one, but then I read The Legacy, which is the epilogue of everything. And then I just read the newest one too. But yeah. That's my tangent on your tangent. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, good. I just checked, by the way, that Holly Romance is actually on Kindle Limited now. So we oh, paid for it, but you guys get it for free. Yeah, go for <laughs> you. It's um, it's good. I liked that one. It was like fun. I'll have to reread it. Faking Under the Mistletoe, I read this also in 2020. I don't remember it, but on Goodreads, I saw I gave it four stars. In a Holidays by Christina Lauren, I read this also in 2020. Don't remember it that well. I remember it's like a Groundhog's Day kind of vibe. Gave it four stars. That one I gave five stars, and that's actually one of my ones
1: that I reread almost every year. Oh. I think I've read that book at least, I guess maybe twice, but I read it like 2020 and then probably 2022. It's, like, one of my favorite ones. I don't I don't know why. I think it's because it's, like, so different than, mm-hmm. like, most Christmas rom-coms where yeah. it's, like, we own a Christmas tree farm. Right. I also love life, love life Farms, but still. It's it's very different and I like the main character a lot. The uh, The main guy character. It's funny because, like, you would picture, like, in a Groundhog's Day situation, you in, like, if you were in that situation, you would just kind of, like, get frustrated and just, like, throw caution to the wind and just, like, do random crazy shit because you know it's not going to matter. And the girl the character does that which i think is very relatable no but i like that book a lot that's that's one of my like top christmas reads is in the holidays by christina Lauren,
0: and i also have merry x by courtney walsh three stars again i don't remember it but also that's not because i read it recently that's just because i read it in like 2021 huh. and in my no books i have window shopping by tessa bailey <laughs> tessa bailey is the queen of dirty talking and I gave, it happened one summer, which is a very popular book by her, like 4.75 stars. I took like, or four and a half. I took like half a star away because the male lead wouldn't shut the fuck up um, during <laughs> the sex scenes. And I didn't know that was her thing at the time. <laughs> so I'm like, can this guy? She'll like, you, I don't need a narration, sir. So this one, he keeps calling her sweetheart. I have a I'm not a pet name person I do not have a pet name with my husband I do not at all I'm no one's sweetheart and it's just weird especially when you're boning in my opinion but do yeah. you whatever you like I couldn't do it Ugh. so I had I to do some pet names that just really like me out like Sweetheart I just, is mine. Literally
1: two minutes ago, I just called my cat sweetheart when I was ushering him out of the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like my dad calls me sweetheart. Like it's like, that's like not a sexy
0: word to me. It's like a no. child. Yeah, exactly. It's very child. But you know, it is what it is. If you like that, awesome. My other one, which is your book report, Jingle Wars. I post about this on my bookstagram, which I'm not very active on anymore because life. But I posted this on my bookstagram, December 21st, 2020, is the post. I got 17% of the way in. I don't remember who these people are, but I wrote Freya annoyed me, Finn annoyed me, and while I'm here, I just need to point out that owning and managing a business isn't just posting on social media and taking selfies. Uh, because yeah. if it was, I wouldn't have sold my practice, but <laughs> <laughs> that's neither here nor there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I gave it two stars. <clears throat> if we want, we can jump straight into my book report for it. I guess so, yeah, because I don't have anything else. That's a great segue. Okay, great. Okay. So, so the book report template that we used, I found on like homeschool.net. Woo! <laughs> but it's just a blank template that's title, author, setting, main characters, what happened in the beginning of the book, what happened in the middle of the book, what happened at the end of the book, and did you enjoy reading this book? So we will get into some spoilers, but I will warn spoilers probably when I get to around the middle of the book because I was not very spoiler conscious while writing these. So, Jingle Wars was written by Marin Moore and Veronica Eden. It was 284 pages, and I said it has medium spice. I should have done my spice meter. I think... So, oh. I was thinking about this, and I was like, I think my spice meter's way off, because the ridiculous book that I rated, I was like, this is medium spice, but maybe that's high spice, and I just don't know it.
0: I have to read this book. Oh, you do. You don't. <laughs> you
1: totally do. It's like 12 pages long. It's ridiculous. 12? It's, um, 146. But I had to, like just stare at nothing for a while because i felt stupid anyway i can't say that but because people enjoy it but i was not those people watch, anyway enjoy it okay yeah watch you know, <laughs> so the um the setting is in holly ridge montana which is a small town in the mountains with a local inn the mayberry and a chain resort the alpine next door and the main characters are freya and finn gal pal riley and finn's grandparents gramps and grams which was really confusing because the only difference is the letter p so sometimes you would have to read being like who's talking is it the grandmother or the grandfather <laughs> okay what happened in the beginning freya is trying to run her dad's chain in finn is trying to save his family's in there is a christmas competition called jingle wars the prize is one hundred thousand dollars they both sign up with something to prove they are rivals they both think the other person makes their loins quiver Seems very disjointed. It didn't seem like those two things lined up. There's just like we have an inn and now there's a Christmas competition. But you know what? That's what it was. um What happens in the middle of the book? They compete in the competition while hating each other but lusting internally. Finn is grumpy but actually really nice. Spoiler alert from now on. Okay. <laughs> Freya gets stuck in the snow and he finds her. They spend two days snowed in in a cabin fucking. After those two days, they are in love. Good for them. <laughs> What happens in the end? They emerge from the blizzard in love. Gramps has a heart attack. He gives Finn the in. Finn wins Jingle Wars. Freya's dad is pissed she is a failure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Freya, I have a therapist for you. He specializes in that.
1: <laughs> he fires her. She has to choose to go to California or stay in Montana. She chooses to stay. They have more, six, more sex. Six months later, he proposes. The end. Okay. Did you enjoy reading this book? I did not love it. Two stars. The <laughs> and <characters>, why? <laughs> the characters were not likable, and I felt they were inauthentic. F- plus, I hate fast proposals.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any
0: questions? <laughs> no. I now know what happened after the 17% <laughs> mark. Thank you. It just wasn't good. It just... <laughs> they the girl was like
1: freya she kept wearing uggs and then Uh like slipping in the snow and she was like oh my god i didn't realize montana was so cold and she's like wearing like a fur vest outside and finn's like oh you're gonna be cold get in my truck i have a blanket and she's like wearing uggs and then she has a different pair of uggs because that pair of uggs got wet and she's like slipping and she's like oh i thought these uggs would be better i'm like all uggs are the same yeah you have you haven't learned they're not waterproof it was just like, I don't know. She was very much a ditz and I just didn't enjoy it. Okay.
0: So that was my book report. Would you like to share one of yours? I can share one of mine. Okay. So the most recent one I read, this was also the best one I read. I was mildly disappointed by my choices, all of them, but this one was the best. So this one is, the title is A Little Magic, Sugar Valley Book One. The author is Lindsay Lanza. Okay. And it is set in Vermont slash san francisco but not really mainly vermont it's it's a dual timeline which i actually really like i kind of realized with this book i really do enjoy dual timelines where they're in the present and then you kind of figure out what happens as you go along Mm -hmm. dual timeline dual pov so the main characters are ellie which is our female main character Mm -hmm. and theo the male main character a big part of it is also ellie's parents who are the clines and her older brother slash theo's best friend ezra okay So we go back and forth mostly every Christmas slash Christmas Eve. So Ellie's birthday is December 25th, but her family always celebrates on the 24th because everything is always closed on Christmas Day and they are Jewish. So they're not really concerned about Christmas Day. Anyway, I picked a lot of Christmas and Hanukkah books because, as I said, our house is very Christmaka. So I wanted to kind of dive into that. Anyway, we start off in present-day San Francisco. So Ellie is a website coder for her best friend's travel blog, and her best friend is going to Barcelona over the holidays, so she sends Ellie to go to this place in Vermont to do the, I don't know, cover for it because she cannot make it. But she knows that Ellie's family's from there. She doesn't know all the deep dive about the history there. So not only history with the specific village, but also there's a lot of history that she has with her family we learned that she left vermont seven years ago to attend berkeley and she hasn't been back since especially not to see her mom so then we bounce back to 2006 when theo and ellie first meet when she was nine he was 11. so theo's parents run sugar valley because it's just they have a large farm they have an ice rink because he's super big into hockey and they let local businesses come out. Like they have a pizza shop and a hot chocolate stand. And her his mom's big into animals. So they've been an animal sanctuary. So we find out that Ellie has lupus. And it's actually a big part of the book. And we also so we get to see how it affects her whole family. Cause I do believe the author has lupus. So she does a really good job of how it affects her brother, her family. Like her brother's sick of it always being about Ellie. So her brother her she says, let's go to let I wanna go ice skating too let's go to this place for my birthday I want to do it for my birthday because all she wants to do is make her brother happy she's very sheltered and protected by her mom and right now she doesn't see that but she starts seeing that and she starts like yeah it becomes a whole thing so anyway Theo invited the ice skating rink at his family's Christmas farm they go oh so Theo is a sweetheart he teaches her how to ice skate finds out that it's her birthday so he gets her a snow globe and this begins a tradition every year By the time that Theo is 14, though, both of his parents pass away in a car accident. I'm going to steal from V.E. Schwab really quick. This happens kind of early on in the book, so I'm not really spoiling anything. So he has to move in with his reclusive uncle far away, so he's not away from his best friend. His uncle doesn't do anything Christmassy. He has to take the bus everywhere, so the clients are more than happy to have him there for holiday break. So they get all Christmas decorations, and they start making their own little traditions, which I thought was sweet. Just to make it special for orphan Theo now. So while all these flashbacks are going on, we cut to present day. Ellie goes to Sugar Valley, but doesn't realize a big snowstorm is coming in because she didn't check the weather. So now she snowed in in a small cabin with Theo until TBD. In the middle, adult Theo and Ellie are the definition of miscommunication. So she, all we know at this point is she calls him the man who betrayed her and broke her heart, and he's wondering why she cut off all communication with him before she left for California. He's still very much into her, and there's attraction there. In the flashbacks, though, they only see each other every year because he comes for Christmas. She's the only one who asks about his parents and what he misses about them and their Christmas traditions, so she's kind of the mastermind behind all their Christmas traditions and stuff that he used to do with his parents. It's important for Theo to get into college. Because he knows that he can't do it without a scholarship. So the clients basically treat him as one of their own. They get him enrolled at the boarding school that Ezra's at, that's her brother, um, so he can continue playing hockey and not live with his uncle. So we kind of, through all these flashbacks, we get to see her and Theo's friendship blossom. When Ellie is 14, though, Ezra catches them hanging out together. And even though it's like completely platonic, because she's just making him like grilled cheese sandwiches. Ezra makes it known that he's not okay with it. So since the attraction is still there between adult Theo and Ellie, they just go for it and start having sex. What happens at the end, one year for Ellie's birthday, Ezra is sick, so it gives Theo and Ellie time together. They sneak back to Sugar Valley, which is still there, but like not operating. They go ice skating. They have their first kiss. They start secretly seeing each other over the years, text throughout the year, but never become official. This is all spoilers, whatever. Because <laughs> Theo doesn't want to give the wrong idea to her family, especially because he now attends the college both her parents work at on a full hockey scholarship. Um, as she approaches 17, figuring out where she wants to go to school, everywhere around New England that her parents approve of are too close. Because right now, she's starting to really, really resent her parents and the whole dynamic that they have with her lupus. So she's, a, she's really brilliant. She's smart. Theo encouraged her to apply to UC Berkeley because they have the best coding program in the nation. Adopt Theo and Ellie. Actually start talking. Wow. The end of the book. (laughs) The end of the book. And they have a... (laughs) In between having a lot of sex and we find out what actually happened. This brings us back to the current timeline. They reconcile. They decide to spend Christmas Day with her family and it's a happily ever after. Did I enjoy this book? Yes, I actually did. It was the best one i read. I love a second chance dual timeline romance. I think it's a 4.5 stars because I really couldn't connect with adult adult Theo and Ellie until more towards the end. I really liked the... growing up stuff the best but then when they actually like had a fucking conversation for once then i was like oh okay every everything's fine her lupus was a huge part of the story but i really liked how the book explored how the family dynamic with chronic illness evolved and how ellie never let it define who she is um she kept she wanted to explore more she wanted to do more and that was the whole thing between her and her mom it's open door and the happily ever after ending didn't really bother me that much. But it was still pretty quick. I feel like all Christmas books, like, end with, like, a romance. Or, uh, not all, but not proposal. all Christmas
1: books. But I
0: feel like they, they all end in, like, a proposal. And I'm like, sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, you guys need to, like, date. <laughs> yeah. Well, also look at all the Hallmark Christmas movies. Like, all of them, they fall in love within a week. They fall in love within the month of December. Like mm-hmm. The standards in romance here are really, really unbelievable and low but if you have that please let us know i'd love to hear your story
1: yeah please (laughs) please let us know if you fell in love on a christmas farm okay my next book report is it is called booked for the holidays by chelsea curto it is 396 pages medium spice setting two neighboring shops a bookstore slash cafe goals and a hardware store in downtown Park Co, Florida, a small town outside of Orlando where everyone knows your name. This is the first book report I did, and that was really sassy. <laughs> <laughs> Main characters: Bridget and Theo, plus his daughter Mackenzie, and their best friends slash co-owners of their businesses, Chandler and Lucas. There will totally be a sequel about Chandler and Lucas. Okay. There hasn't been one, but she was laying the she was laying the groundwork for one. Mm-hmm. What happened in the beginning? Park Florida is hosting a magazine competition where businesses have to pair up to do a Christmas decorating competition for a $100,000. I don't know why I read so many books about a $100,000 competitions, but it's fine.
0: First off, see, this is why owning a business mm-hmm. is not about just posting fucking selfies and social media. <laughs> Look what businesses have to do. Competitions. <laughs> Theo is grumpy
1: and Bridget is sunshine and their stores are neighbors. She signs up and he doesn't. They are both into each other, but no one says anything about it. But he feels protective of her for some reason. Okay. In the first like one third of this book, they were giving Luke and Lorelai, which was why I picked this book in the first place, Mm -hmm. um, because I just watched Gilmore Girls. And then it it quickly disappeared. There's also a weird age gap thing going on, but Mm. no, it's never established how old they are. His daughter is like 12. And so, like, he could be, like, 38, you know? Yeah, like,
0: or he could be 30. He could be 30. You don't Yeah, know. you don't
1: know. <laughs> but she, like, makes a couple, like, old man jokes at him, and then she's, like, described as wearing, like, short little skirts and, like, Converse and stuff, and she's, like, very juvenile, but she owns a business. So, in my brain, he's maybe 38 or 42, mm-hmm. and she's, like, 36. So, I didn't really think that was that big of a deal. Okay. But maybe she's not 36 or 32, you know? Maybe... I didn't really get the age yeah. gap thing because it wasn't established, but that threw me off. What happens in the middle? His employees sign their store up for the competition and they are paired together. <gasps> and I put a little gasping emoji. course <laughs> proximity. Yeah, they're literally neighbors. I was like, I don't know yeah. why this is a surprise. They're, like, it From what described, it's described is like they're like a duplex, like where the front step is like the two doors. Mm-hmm. They spend time together with their teams for team building activities, which makes, I guess, sense. Like She starts putting together events in the bookstore with the hardware store crew and they can like get to know each other and stuff and they like start designing their this isn't in my book report but I'm going to go in more detail now (laughs) They start designing their uh, their designs for the decorations based on, like, home for the holidays and, like, what does your family do? And one of the girls who works at the hardware store is Jewish, so they start, like, cooking, like, a full, like, Hanukkah authentic meal with, like, latkes and stuff. They start, like, putting, they like, acquire like, old family photos and they, like, string them up all over the place and it's a whole thing. It's, it's actually kind of cute. But they're both lusting for each other the entire time that they're, like, doing these group activities, but nobody's saying anything. She spends time with his daughter. He apparently never introduced his daughter to anybody the entire time she's been alive. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh, wow, she, like, is nice to my child. And it's like, well, yeah, she's, I don't know, of course she's nice to a person. And then he asks her to babysit his daughter while he goes on a date. Oh my God. <laughs> she is unhappy about it. He is, too. He comes home from a bad date and he fucks her in his pool. <laughs>
0: What a change of events!
1: (laughs) (laughs) And they're both like, finally, and then they end up just like making fully clothed, like dry humping in the pool. Yeah,
0: oh wait, because
1: it was a pool, but they're Uh, they're clothed. (laughs) It was weird.
0: (laughs) And where's the daughter? That she's she was asleep upstairs, I guess. Okay. And then after
1: that, they're a couple, and they go on another company outing. This is hilarious. (laughs) They go on another company outing, and it's a hayride and he fingers her on the hayride and i'm like how the fuck how the fuck have you ever been on a hayride lady how that's you first of all how did no one notice you're like staring at each other she said there's like rows there's not rows on a hayride you're in a circle yeah (laughs) i was very thrown off so that's what happens like what's in the hay disgusting yeah they also did like a lot of dirty talk and it was like got to be a lot because Mm -hmm. so then she did something which served no purpose except for to tell him what her kinks were but she started hosting like a sex positive book club at her bookstore which is cool
0: first off I love that I would attend yeah
1: no I would too and there was like a bunch of ladies there but she was Mm -hmm. like talking and then she was saying like oh like one of my kinks is I feel so in control of everything in my life I like when a guy tells me what to do in the bedroom same (laughs) and like okay great like good for you but then like he like overhears it and he's like and then every time that they have sex with each other he's like now put your hands here and i'm like okay but not i don't know it was a lot yeah what happens in the end they are in love mid-sex he finds out that his daughter broke her arm and he leaves angry that he let himself get distracted the daughter talks him down and, has, like, and encourages him to chase his girl in the hospital room. She, like, encourages her dad to, like, go have a life. Because he's like, you broke your arm and I wasn't with you and I was too busy. Literally balls deep in this girl on my kitchen counter.
0: <laughs> Wait, are they having sex everywhere but a bed? Yes. Okay.
1: They are, they are also having sex on beds, but it's, oh. like, glossed over. Uh, yeah, and then so he has this, like, in- empowering speech from his daughter who's 12 and about like how he needs to like live his dreams and then his dad who has had had no lines in the entire book has this whole speech with him in the hospital about how he needs to chase his girl and he's like your mother is the best thing in my life and it's like his mom's had three lines like they have no personality so it's like okay and then he goes and gets his girl they win the christmas competition no one's surprised i
0: forgot about this christmas competition (laughs)
1: He brings her home for Christmas, and in two years, he brings her to Colorado to see snow, because that was one of the things she said she wants to do,
0: and he proposes. My face was, like, my jaw was (laughs) on the ground the whole time. I now keep yawning, because, like, I've had my mouth open (laughs) the entire time you were talking. (laughs) Did you enjoy reading this book? Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Okay, well I said there were some cringy parts and the author doesn't know what a soliloquy is, but overall it was a light a light and easy read and I gave it three stars.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, for all of our readers, our listeners, um we just lost our shit for a solid (laughs) five minutes. (laughs) I wasn't expecting you to say that. I like forgot about that until I got down there. I was like, Oh yeah, I did
1: like this book. I was like riffing (laughs) on it the whole time. It was like, it was easy to read. I don't know. That's amazing. But also a couple times I like, I never take Kindle notes. This is funny. I never take Kindle notes. And I did take some notes. And because at some point she's like going off telling him this long thing. And then she goes after my soliloquy, he was still listening. And I wrote not what a soliloquy is, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> and twice she used that to describe a soliloquy. And I was like, that's not what a soliloquy is. A soliloquy is a theater term coined by Shakespeare, where you're on stage talking, it's like a monologue with no one there. Mm. And a monologue is when you're on stage talking and there's people there. It's like dialogue but with one person. Yeah. Mono. But soliloquy is a solo thing. So I was like, girl, that's a monologue. (laughs) That's not a soliloquy. And it threw me off. So that's why I wrote the author doesn't know what a soliloquy is. But overall, it was a light and easy read and I gave it a three. (laughs) Your turn.
0: (laughs) So the title of my next book report the title is frosty proximity i actually did buy this one it was like two dollars it was a novella i do not like novellas if i'm even saying that right i do not like them but i decided to a try because why not i just like when you know we can establish characters and establish things i i don't like insta love and they're just very insta lovey because they have to be because they're like 200 pages long right the author is liz alden so the setting is in Swiss, Germany. It's like right at the border. Sometimes they're in Germany. Sometimes they're in Switzerland. You know, they go back and forth between the airport. Sometimes they're in. Yeah, it's a, it's a thing. Gotcha. Um, the main characters are Kara, an American personal stylist, and Peter, her German client. Mm-hmm. So what happened in the beginning? Kara's in Switzerland for a gala for her client, Nash. So Nash apparently had book one which I will not be reading. Okay. <laughs> what we said. <laughs> if, I pick a bo- if I pick a book and it's like book four, that's it. I'm not reading anything else. <laughs> so Kara is in Switzerland for a gala for her client, Nash, and Peter to dress them because they're there for a gala. She's there. She never really comes overseas, but for this one, she is. She met Nash before and he referred Peter to her, but since he works, exclu- Peter works exclusively based out of Europe, they've only done virtual meetings and they have- they don't really know each other but so peter runs this company's like european side nash runs it on the new york side whatever so she's dressing them for that night she's dressing peter that night and then tomorrow while everyone heads off for christmas she's staying later so she can actually do an in-person styling meeting with peter peter is shy and very introverted like he has a social battery me as well so he doesn't really speak much but he does have a crush on her like it's dual POV. His very first line is, he has a crush on her. So again, I'm not spoiling anything. So her flight ends up being canceled out of this airport. And to be honest, much like regular school, I procrastinated and I didn't do my book reports right after I read them. So <laughs> I'm kind of going off in memory here. <laughs> so I'm going to fuck some things up. So her flight ends up being canceled out of whatever first airport that she's flying out of. But he... Offers to drive her to another airport that's close to his parents' house because he's going home for Hanukkah anyway. Another Christmas Hanukkah book. Well, that flight gets canceled too, but after he drops her off. So his mom makes him turn around, go get her, bring her home for Hanukkah. So she's not sitting at the airport during the storm. So in the middle, this is a one-bed trope. But what I like about it is that they actually do both stay in the one bed, and it's not like when you read a one bed trope and he's like, "I'll sleep on the couch," and then nothing fucking happens. Why
1: do people always sleep in the tub? It would never occur to me to sleep in the tub.
0: <laughs> just sleep in. I don't know. I like like I sleep said, on the floor. <laughs> yeah, like or or it's just like you're two adults. Like just sleep in the bed. Like whatever. So she's getting along with his family, but what everyone is concerned about is if she's transphobic or not, because Peter's niece is trans last year. His niece was still early on in transitioning. The family is trying her best or trying their best to help her. And Peter's girlfriend at the time made very arrogant comments. Mm. So Sylvie, that's his niece is very shy, but Kara it helps her open up a bit with like makeup and it's actually a really, really cute scene then offers to do Sylvie's makeup for her. And when she's finished, Sylvie bursts into tears, starts speaking in German. So Kara's all upset, doesn't understand. She's like, I was just trying to help. I was just trying to like get her talking. Um, she goes back to their room and then Peter's just like starts kissing her. I'm like, Oh, okay. So he says, actually like those were happy tears. Tells her what she said, whatever. So at the end, i don't know they just go well literally this is a novella so like right after that is the end so right after that they start having sex it was mid you know hmm. it was mid um he takes her on a day to a christmas village the storm clears up she goes back to america but on the drive there he's trying to figure out how they can make this relationship work and it's like you should live here i'm like what the fuck peter
1: <laughs> hmm.
0: you, that this is too fast And she's, and then she's like, what the fuck, Peter? I can't just drop my business. Most of my business is in New York. So he flies to see her in New York and apologizes. It's a happily ever after. Did I enjoy this book? It was okay. Again, I don't really like novellas, so I struggled to feel connected to the story and the characters. I did really feel connected to Peter's family, but less to Peter and Kara. Hmm. It was open door, but kind of meh. So I was kind of disappointed in that. Yeah, it seems like it had like cute moments and then it's like, right. Okay.
1: So my next one is a closed door romance. Okay. But I it was probably my favorite one. Okay. And it is Baggage Claim by Juliana Smith. And it's 271 pages. It's a quick read. Closed door, no spice. The setting is Aspen, Colorado and the plane rides it takes to get there from Florida. And the main characters are Olive and Finn, her parents, brother and sister-in-law slash gal pal Taylor, and her piece of shit sister Sarah and her husband, Logan. Okay. This is the sassiest of my (laughs) (laughs) And it's the one you like the best. Yeah. (laughs) What happens in the beginning? Olive is flying home for Christmas. She has not been in three years. Last time, she got into a big fight with Sarah and ran away. And that's why she lives in Florida. Okay. Finn is flying home early from Christmas. He lives in in Aspen, and his parents live in Florida, and he, like, went to go see them early because they're getting on a cruise or something. So he's just, like, coming home before Mm -hmm. Christmas he sits next to Olive on the plane she's like really distant he's like one of those guys who just like everybody always likes so he's like hey like be my friend and Mm -hmm. she's like fucking leave me alone because she's miserable after the big fight with Sarah she ran away was essentially become like a recluse she works from home she like lives in an apartment she hasn't been seeing anybody and you don't really know what the big fight with Sarah is about but you know it's like a thing but she her mom's like I'm worried about you and she's like I have a boyfriend but then she never said who that was Mm. Finn decides that he can be the fake boyfriend for funsies. He buys her drinks on the plane and, like, eventually she starts to, like, loosen up because she's a nervous flyer and stuff. And they start talking and she tells, you know, among- during the course of the plane ride, which is only apparently, like, three hours long, but whatever. She, like, tells him, you know, that they're going out to dinner at this one restaurant tonight, blah, blah, blah. So then she goes to the restaurant she's, like, clearly uncomfortable and, like, Finn walks in and he's like, Ey! It's me, the boyfriend, because she's like had to tell her mom, like, oh, he didn't come, he at work. What happens in the middle? Flynn woos the parents and slowly Olive. He teaches them to ski. That is his job. Okay. He takes Olive on twelve dates of Christmas because she's like miserable about Christmas and she doesn't want to do anything. And he keeps calling her his little Grinch, which is actually kind of cute. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why. I like first I hated it and then I was like, that's oh, it's kind of cute. He like slowly starts you know taking her out on things to like get her more excited and then she's like well why do we have to see each other when my family's not around we're just like faking it and he's like well it's fun so he like convinces her to see him um he slowly learns about her ex she's suspicious he is suspicious because she keeps like mentioning various things about her ex-boyfriend but she will be like oh like my ex-boyfriend always liked to do this or he would put top rocks in his hot chocolate or something and he and like stupid yeah (laughs) like weird stuff She is secretive about the fight with Sarah. She has body image and self-confidence issues and an eating disorder, which is like a pretty big thing throughout the book that she just like doesn't really eat anything or whatever because she was like a chubby kid Mm. and Sarah was always the hot one. Mm. So in the past three years, she's working out, but she's also like just not really been like taking care of herself eating wise. Like she has a great body and Finn keeps commenting on it, but she also eats like a salad.
0: Mm -hmm. Food is fuel.
1: Food is fuel. I said she has self-confidence issues and an eating disorder. It is Sarah's fault. Sarah is a piece of shit.
0: (laughs) What happens at the
1: end? Um, So they've been dating and they like each other and they've spent some time together now that they're like actually starting to really like each other and then Finn finds out. The fight with Sarah. Are you ready? Finn finds out that Sarah fucked Olive's boyfriend on Christmas Eve and married him. He is Logan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sarah is a piece of shit. He's a shit yeah oh my god because he sees like logan putting i think it wasn't pop rocks it was like something like peppermint um or like whatever something like red hots or something in his hot chocolate and she sees like christmas uh not christmas morning but like one of the mornings he sees like logan making coffee or whatever and putting like something in it and he was like that's what olive's ex-boyfriend used to do and olive is like hmm and he's like, are you fucking telling me that your brother-in-law is your ex-boyfriend? And then it comes to light. And then he Finn yells at her family for being assholes and like allowing this to happen. Ooh, we love that. We do. He leaves. Olive is crushed and feels guilty for not sharing. I don't really get that. And I still didn't get it to the, at that point. I was like, it's not your yeah. fault in any way. Like, maybe you should have told him, but like, why would you have told him? You only know him for like two weeks. Yeah. But he leaves because he's just like, I don't, because they were all really nice and sweet and everything. And then he was like, I don't get you people. Like, I don't understand how you could be okay with this and like, still be like team Sarah. To Olive is crushed and feels guilty for not sharing. She loves him now. She flies home to Florida. Finn is on the plane. He loves her too. They fly back. They forgive the family, not Sarah. Sarah is a piece of shit. <laughs> she does like literally have a conversation with Sarah where she's just like, Sarah, I love you. You're my sister, but I will never forgive you for that. Apparently the relationship that she had with Logan wasn't like that serious. They were like friends first who kind of fell into dating. And she's like, mm-hmm. "Like, look, like if you, if you had told me that you started to like him, like I probably would have stepped aside. But like instead, like she literally like walked in on them.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a piece of shit. We don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. No. Did you enjoy reading this book? I did. <laughs> I actually might read that. Yeah, I gave it four yeah.
1: stars. I said it had Christmas spirit and romance and it felt deeper than other fluffy books. I liked it. Sarah is a piece of shit.
0: <laughs> I do love it deeper. Yeah, it like felt like yeah. something more
1: than like a rom-com. A rom-com. Like, but yeah. it still had that like he took her ice skating, he took her to see Christmas <clears throat> movies. It was still like Christmas festive holiday mm-hmm. book
0: mine kind of has a similar vibe my next one not not the same but kind of the same a very bossy christmas by kaylee loring you guys i was very pumped for this one yeah kind of mid it's okay so the setting is in new york and ohio new york city so the main characters are maddie and declan plus maddie's niece piper plays a big part in it so in the beginning Maddie is Declan's assistant. So he's a lawyer at some tech company in New York, and he's known as a hard ass. So ever since he got this job, he's been through like a million assistants because no one can keep up with his demands and his hard assness. Maddie's been there for two months and is already exceeding expectations, like already has his shit done for him before he even asks. like knows him for all of this bullshit that he gives. She gives it right back and she does it even better. So I do love the banter. It started out very, very strong. So he plans on working through Christmas because he's, you know, hard ass Declan and therefore making her work through the holiday as well. He wants to avoid going home altogether, but his mom is making him come home for Christmas because he has to go back for his brother's wedding on New Year's Eve anyway. So he lies and says that he has a girlfriend and her name is Maddie. So now he must convince Maddie to come back to Ohio with him for Christmas Eve, like he only wants to go get there Christmas Eve, get there for Christmas Eve dinner, fly back Christmas Day, and then she can be back with her family Christmas Day, and then go back for New Year's Eve because it's his brother's wedding, and like, why break up in that time period? So she's like, "What the fuck? Why would I do that?" But then she agrees. So she's in the middle the overtime. Right. So that way they can still work, and because he's a lawyer, he draws up some huge contract. She schedules them to fly out, like, on the 23rd instead in, like, separate flight in the middle. So, there's definitely a mutual attraction between them. But once they get in the elevator of this hotel, they just immediately start making out. So, I was like, okay, this is what I expect from a book with a half-naked man on the cover. That's mm-hmm. fine. I'm not going to have an issue with it because I know this is what I was getting into. Sure. They agree to spend the evening apart, but he gets drunk in the lobby bar and just starts singing because, I don't know, apparently grumpy <laughs> people do that. I don't, Okay. <laughs> So she sees him (laughs) singing drunk on stage, (laughs) but like as soon as he sees her, he sobers up, and they end up having sex that night. Okay. So while at his parents' house, his whole family is there, and he's got brothers and, you know, big family. It's a big Irish-Italian thing, and they make a big deal out of that. His whole family is there, but when she realizes, this is the spoiler alert, that his brother is getting married to Declan's ex-girlfriend his ex-girlfriend on again off again ex-girlfriend of 10 years oh uh. they broke up last year uh. and then she immediately started dating his brother because six months later they were engaged scandalo and then they're getting married on christmas or new year's eve so like this all happens within a year so yeah so maddie's all like what the fuck like i wasn't expecting that and he's like yeah and like he was really close to his brother and you know whatever But Maddie's like, look, you have to talk to them because this is just awkward for everybody. So please just, like, talk to at least your brother or whatever. So anyway, they fly back on Christmas Day. She goes to see her family on Staten Island. And he shows up because her her teenage niece was, like, texting him from her phone. Piper, the niece, is, like, a big in this. But I kind of only skimmed by her for this purpose. So after Christmas, they spend the next few days sleeping together. They even, like, had sex on the Staten Island ferry. So, you know yeah yeah um so they spend the next few days just you know fucking and so what happened at the end so they go back to work on the 27th or something again much like real school i waited to the last minute to do these they both plan on keeping chill at work obviously except as soon as he gets there and is like you know hey maddie like what's my to-do list today she immediately starts having an issue with it So, this is where I'm, like, falling off. Maddie isn't chill. All of a sudden, she's like, I can't do this. I can't be your fake girlfriend anymore. And I can't be your assistant. And just quits everything on the spot. Okay. Okay. He goes to Ohio early for his brother's bachelor party because, like, they've made up now. And he tells everyone the whole thing was fake. But he's still trying to get her back because he really likes her just gets more drunk and is drunk singing again, which doesn't really fit the whole grumpy vibe, but whatever. After you're talking to her sister niece, Maddie ends up going back to him. She tells him how she feels. So does he. He ends up proposing at the fucking wedding. Oh, yeah. And that's when I was done. So did I enjoy reading this book? I was disappointed. I had high hopes for this one. I really secretly hoped to love it. Everything else fell short, especially how he proposed within a week. Gross. Gross. obviously it was open door but it wasn't as like sexy as i hoped it to be mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah but you know what moral of the story is and i want
1: to take particular notice when we when we review my last book before do you have one more by the way I, I do i last? do have okay. one
0: more yeah my last one is the star of the show okay you. we i can do one more so we can <laughs> end it on yours okay i okay. mean if, okay moral of the story
1: is everyone likes different things especially mm-hmm. When it comes to their smut. And that is great. And I Mm -hmm. am not saying that to be sarcastic in any way. I think everyone can enjoy whatever they want to enjoy as long as it is legal and makes other people happy. But some of these things objectively are pretty funny. So that's why we are laughing about them. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's all. I'm not making fun of anybody who enjoys these things, especially like the girl in Booked for the Holidays who enjoys certain things in the bedroom. That's great for her but it is objectively funny when you do not share that enjoyment and you have to, like, read it from an outsider perspective.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What is your fourth one? The Plight Before Christmas, spelled P-L-I-G-H-T. I I think I read that. By Kate Stewart. I don't remember,
1: but Um, maybe I saw
0: it. The setting is a family cabin in the Tennessee mountains. The main characters are Whitney and Eli and all of Whitney's family. So this one was the very first one I read. Therefore, furthest removed from when I did the book report. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So Whitney, in the beginning, Whitney is 38. She's dumped her boyfriend. She lost her promotion. And her car broke down all in a short amount of time right before Christmas. And she's going to her family cabin that was her grandparents. And now it's just owned by her family in the mountains. And she states that she's a career woman. And she mentioned multiple, multiple times that her uterus is old. Whitney has a big family. And this family dynamic was way overdone, in my opinion. It was very fucking annoying. Her sister and her husband and their two kids. Her brother and his wife and their two kids. And this year, his brother is bringing his coworker for Christmas because his coworker has nowhere to go, no one to spend it with, and it ends up being Eli, Whitney's ex from college, seventeen years ago, who she dated for eight months. Okay. Okay. What happened in the middle? Honestly, I don't even know. A lot of family stuff. A lot of pining. <laughs> like, there was full-on conversations, like, with her nephew, and a lot of people on Goodreads love the nephew. Peyton, I don't know how old he was, but, it, like, it's a toddler. And a, there was a, so many full-on conversations with this toddler. And then her niece, who's, like, 13 or 12 or whatever, just got her period, and she's a total bitch. So, like, it's just, I don't want to read about this. Yeah. I don't want to read a conversation with, like, a one-year-old. I don't. Um, yeah. A lot of people do, though. That's where we're different. But what happened at the end? Um. So it says, like, in the excerpt, in the summary, that they sleep together on Christmas Eve. Well, Christmas Eve was, like, 85% of the way through. So I knew they were sleeping together at some point, so it kind of ruined the tension there but after 17 years he finally tells her why he pushed her away and that whole thing makes a lot of sense to me like he had a very traumatic experience but why it took him 17 years to tell her I don't know maybe it's because they only dated for eight months in college and they're still pining after each other that's why both of them just kind of became career people and didn't ever have serious relationships, I don't know. Did I enjoy reading this book? I thought it was okay. I thought the chemistry was way off because of the family dynamic was so much. Really could have done without all the conversations with the nieces and nephews. I really liked the family dynamic and Faking Christmas because they were there, but they weren't a big part of it. Yeah. I did feel for the characters individually. And I really liked how Whitney actually took accountability for her actions. Like, I have a whole Kindle highlight on like three pages of her just like actually taking accountability. And that's something that a lot of romance books, books in general, lack. Yes. I like that for her. So that was my favorite part. Well, she's 38. She's mature. Right. And we old ladies
1: appreciate a mature yes.
0: protagonist. We do. That was all I did books. not read
1: that. I think maybe it was last year I downloaded like 75 Kindle Unlimited Christmas books and then I like read like 10 of them and then I like mm-hmm. returned the rest.
0: Yeah, I actually found someone here from like last year. So <laughs> I'm all done. I cannot wait to hear Great. about yours. I'm probably <clears> going to go read it tonight. <laughs> so the
1: last book I read was called Scrooge colon Holiday with an Alien. <laughs> <laughs> And Scrooge is spelled I own- S-K-R-U-J. I will not be reading that today. <laughs> By Honey Phillips. It's 146 pages. And I thought the spice was not that good.
0: <laughs> and With the alien. With the alien. Amazing. What was uh-huh. it like reading an alien romance? Because I thing. know people are into that. I want to know. Thing. He was not that alien. He was just a
1: guy <laughs> who had... Sometimes he had claws, but I don't. I think they were retractable because he fingered her a lot, and I was like, "Are we not appreciating where the claws are in this scenario?"
0: God, (laughs) he also,
1: yeah, ow, and he also had like black skin, not like human black skin, like physically like charcoal black skin with like gold veins, and that was it. And but he, the veins were on his dick and would throb when he was aroused. amazing that was the only alien thing about him okay so So we're dabbling into alien romance we're dabbling we're that was actually my critique okay as i said um the author calls it a sci-fi and the he had black and gold skin with markings on his dick that throb when he's aroused i feel like other books i read this week had better spice
0: (laughs) if you're making an alien i said this like, book was ridiculous. He was barely an alien. <laughs> yeah, if you're making an alien romance, you gotta have the spice like pourable. No. It
1: like try. I think it was trying, but it uh, wasn't okay. good. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> the setting was the alien planet of Londria. After Earth has been consumed by the sun and humans had to evacuate. Mm-hmm, very sunshine. Very silly Murphy. Yeah. Very sunshine. Mm-hmm. Um. The main characters are Eben E B E N Scrudge. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be Scrooge but I and right. Dave after having learned that I was reading this book have consistently called it Scrudge because that's how it's spelled S-K-R-U-J
0: so they have last names
1: yes they do okay I'm learning it's it's a Christmas Carol spoiler alert it's trying to be a Christmas Carol so <laughs> but with aliens and who's porn the ghost of Christmas like future because he's my favorite and Roberta Bobby Cratchar and her brother Timmy, who was sick. No, no. <laughs> and personally, my favorite Christmas movie is a Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, uh, yeah. And same. I don't think that anyone should ever try to do Christmas Carol ever again because the Muppets did it the best. Mm-hmm. That's my Jewish husband's favorite Christmas movie. So yeah, <laughs> correct. It is the best Christmas movie. Therefore, anything that is Christmas Carol is not... I was like, this isn't Kermit the Frog. What happened in the beginning? Eben Scrudge receives his former, former business partner's will, with conditions that he attend three events with a companion. He hosts interviews for ladies to join him, and Bobby, who is poor, interviews. She is wearing a coat. He makes her take it off to see her body. Her nipples harden at how hot he is. Wait, so
0: humans and aliens are, like, living...
1: Yes, they're living on the same planet. She's, like, a refugee who, like, abandoned Earth, and they had to take a five-year ship from Earth to Londria, and her brother is sick, and her mother died on the ship, and her brother has, like, a human condition, which no one knows what it is. It's probably tuberculosis or something, but the alien doctors don't know how to treat humans, so they've just been ignoring him, and he's just sick. So much is happening for this, like, short book. 146 pages. Wow, Okay. (laughs) He hires her. Bobby and Scrudge attend a reunion at his old college. She is wearing a used dress. They kiss. Before the second event takes place, he takes her dress shopping for a new dress. Timmy comes along for some reason. After shopping, Scrudge teaches them how to ice skate for some reason. Timmy falls asleep in the transport home. Scrudge carries him to his bedroom and fingers Bobby on her couch. They attend the second event, a fundraising dinner. He takes her to his house and they have sex. He is bossy. Okay. I love a bossy alien, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) What happens at the end? The third event is a hospital opening gala. So there's no ghosts. It's just parties. Hmm. He learns that his business partner died alone. He is sad. They go home and have sex. In the morning, Bobby is gone because he cannot be open with her. I don't know why. She goes back to work at her clothing factory. He walks in. He says he loves her. Why? He carries her away. Why? Five years later, they are married. (laughs) This is the best part. Timmy calls Scrudge dad for some reason.
0: Why?
1: (laughs) He was like, Papa. I'm like, why? That's no. Oh my gosh. They have a daughter. He plays with Bobby's nipples while she is holding with their infant child. They are sensitive. She is pregnant. Wow.
0: The end. I'm so jealous that you actually had like funny. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. It was not,
1: spoiler alert, it was not amazing. (laughs)
0: Did you enjoy reading this book? No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How long did it take? I read it in like one sitting. It was like two
0: hours. (laughs) I'm so glad you've expanded your horizons. Yeah. Like, what if you found out that he had an alien kink? I think I would reevaluate myself. (laughs) If that was, It just
1: genuinely, like, it wasn't good. (laughs) And it was barely alien. I was like, you know Ice Planet Barbarians that everybody's like freaking out over? I've never read it. Well, there's like a it's like a book, like a physical book. And it's literally called Ice Planet Barbarians and it's like just smut with like huge blue alien men and everybody like on book talk is obs- was obsessed with it. It came out a couple months ago. And I'm like expecting it to be that, but it wasn't. It was just a guy. <laughs> okay. Amazing. And sometimes, like, even to this day, Dave will be like, Yeah, you wish I was scrudge though, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> you don't wanna Golden feiny dick that throbs. Yeah, he was in the shower and he couldn't take care of it himself, so Bobby had to
0: come in. What (laughs) happened to him? (laughs) Just it was just too aroused. Oh, maybe it's the atmosphere of the other planet. It's true. It's cold. Mm -hmm. Well, that's all she wrote. Horizons have been expanded. Horizons have been expanded.
1: And needless to say, I started reading, like, a dark academia book afterwards because I was like, I can't yeah. read any
0: more of these. Anymore. Yeah, I was like, okay, maybe I'll reread Holiday Romance, like, in a week or two, but.
1: Yeah, I have a couple, yeah. like, physical books that I'll probably read, mm-hmm. and I have, like, a couple more on Kindle Unlimited, but I was like, I want to read this, which is, like, a pretty intense, it's um The Secret History by Donna mm-hmm. Tartt, and it's, or Tarot, I don't know what her name is, Um, it's, like, a pretty famous, like, dark academia book. It's, like, from 1992, so. hmm I'm reading that, but it's like intense and I'm almost done. And then I'll probably go back. I have to need a palate cleanser from that one. Yeah. <laughs> Just palate cleanse back and forth forever.
0: <clears throat> any final thoughts? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have no thoughts. Do you have any final thoughts? No. I'm I'm ready to eat a lot of baked goods. Mm -hmm. and snuggle up with my netflix fireplace and read uh, you know what i've discovered yeah is like youtube videos
1: that are just like ambiance so i'll be like reading in a library ambiance and it'll just be like Mm -hmm. a little picture of a library and it'll be like rain noises for like
0: 18 hours
1: yeah and i'll like put it on this tv in here and just sit in my chair and just like that's a cute vibe just have a little vibes and I, like, changed them. I found, like, a couple that were, like, Christmas bookstore ambiances. So when I was reading the one about the Christmas bookstore, I had that on. That's so cute. Yeah.
0: Next time we will have Starling House because we read that, like, a month ago. So that'll be on Christmas and afterwards. And then we will go over our Goodreads wrapped. Yeah. Our reading wrapped. Well, besties, thanks
1: for joining us. And um hope you found some books that you wanted to read. Or didn't.
0: Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> We will see you next week. Bye. All right, besties. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a
1: five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we will see you Monday with another episode. Bye. Bye.